This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 1, Chesterfield 1. Well, we played our get-out-of-jail-free card there, I think, didn't we? Wow. Um, <laughs> that was a poor performance. Chesterfield, I admit, are good and are in good form, although they had dropped five points out of six due to a predilection for letting in late goals over the last two matches. But still, they played a lot better on the night than we did, and it was very frustrating. Big selection news was that Ben Tozer was fit, of course, having been stretched off on Saturday and looking in an awful state. Turns out he was all right. <laughs> Rather peculiarly, he woke up the next morning, apparently, and just felt a bit stiff, so he was fine. Sadly, not such good news for Luke Young, who's out for a while, it would seem. And so Young was replaced by Devontae Redmond, and the only alteration from the side that never was at Aldershot. Bryce Susanna, therefore, is making his debut again. And we started really well. Um, fantastic crowd. First 9,000-plus crowd we've had since the Boston United game in 2007. First, as Colin Henry's worked out, midweek league crowd above 9,000 since 1979 and the atmosphere was fabulous and the, the first five minutes were textbook to what we were looking to achieve fast paced putting Chesterfield under pressure Jordan Davis doing everything hitting a magnificent ball with the outside of his foot in the first minutes to send Susanna around the back of the defence uh, crunching him with tackles oh it was it was something to behold the crowd loving every second of it in the third minute, we nearly went ahead as well. Mullen holding the ball up well. Then an intelligent pass to put Hosanna in on the right side of the box. And he cut inside, drove the ball across goal, beat the keeper Loach. But it was cleared off the line and put behind for a corner. That corner was swung in by Davis. It was a vicious delivery. It was quite a blustery night. I don't know if that really played much of a part in, in our performance because Chesterfield goaled with it a lot better. Um, and but the ball swirled nastily pretty much from the moment it left his foot you can see it was going somewhere awkward and Loach staggering, stumbling and stretching backwards just couldn't quite reach it and the corner hit the bar and bounced away and eventually went safe but then in the fifth minute pretty much the first time Chesterfield had crossed the halfway line they scored ball was worked over to the right hand side and a daft free kick in all honesty was given away by Redmond who raced across to close down a player he was going nowhere and was facing the stand and ran into his back and gave away a very soft free kick and Wrexham are punished. King has got extremely good set-piece delivery. He swept the ball into the far post. Gunning nodded the ball into the goal mouth and his um, fellow centre-back Kerr toe-poked it home from close range. Late of no chance. And Wrexham, from that point, just dissolved, in all honesty. Um, Chesterfield was superior. They got the ball down and worked it through the midfield well. Wrexham's midfield found itself retreating more and more and hitting hopeful long balls forwards. I had great sympathy for the two strikers. I mean, Hyde was battling manfully against the three central defenders. you know, And he won his fair share and he held things up sometimes. But he wasn't getting accurate service. He was battling against the odds. And Mullen, even more so, because you know his game isn't to be fighting 30-70 balls with 6 foot five centre-backs to get into his feet and we created nothing in the rest of the half in all honesty we didn't really create pressure much either we, we couldn't hold on to the ball 
it was a problem. There was a lot of heart in the Wrexham performance, by the way. Uh, a lot of crunching into tackles, a lot of fight, but the actual structure wasn't there. And although people have criticised Young this season, I, I think he was missed in midfield, to be honest. Chesterfield actually, despite feeling very much on top, didn't create as many chances as it sort of felt like at the time to me. They were winning a lot of the ball in midfield, and that midfield battle was taking place halfway at Wrexham's half as well, and that was causing a sense of danger. Shimanga was looking good, just constantly trying to run down channels and around the sides of centre-backs and trying to stretch and running behind. Uh, in the first half, Kellerman and centre-mids had quite a good game in, in terms of Oh, so it's physically getting the better of Redmond and getting the ball forwards. From one of those occasions, he won a header and nodded it into Shimanga on the left channel. And he drove into that channel, got close in on goal, drove a powerful shot. Good save by Lainton, who got down low to his left. He could only push it back in the goal mouth, but Hayden was there to tidy things up. Then uh, another big moment, about four minutes after that, just after the half-hour mark, when Toza drove the ball forwards where it hit Redmond and spanned backwards into the Wrexham half Shamanga was played in one on one against Lainton but with a, a tight angle and luckily for Wrexham Harry Lennon's pace came to the rescue superb acceleration by him to catch Shamanga who was quick um, Shamanga still got the shot off but Lennon's pressure forced him wide into an even tighter angle Lainton was able to spread himself and save Chesterfield did shout for a penalty. It was, certainly wasn't. It was very good defended by Lennon, who certainly leaned on his man, but not to the extent that it wasn't allowed. And then in the 40th minute came the moments that really should have ended the game. It was a ball into the box. Redmond headed it clear. Wrexham tried to get out. Uh, Kellerman knocked it back in. Uh, Redmond had a, an easy header 30 yards out ahead it clear, but misjudged the ball completely as it span up off the ground and just nodded it down sideways. Kellerman then helped it on to Shimanga, running in on goal. Now, Shimanga certainly was getting to the ball first, but he was running left to right into the penalty area and across goal. Lainton committed himself to the challenge, went to ground, probably shouldn't have done. He was a little bit further away from the ball than I think he'd realised, but he'd committed himself. He took Shimanga's legs, and despite Rexon's protests, to, to me, it looked like a, a clear, clear penalty. And, well, you sort of thought, well, this is it. We, we don't look like we're creating any chances at the moment. 2-0 down before half-time. It's going to be a major issue. Shimanga stepped up. Nine goals out of nine so far. Games this season. He drove it to the right, but didn't quite find it, took it inside the post and Lainton got across and made a good save and Wrexham was still in the game. Second half, well, it began with a substitution. Uh, Jamie Record had hurt himself in a really fierce tackle that he made and although he managed to get on till half-time, he then had to be withdrawn. Tyler French came on to replace him. That meant that he went at right wing-back and Bry uh, Bryce Susanna went on to the left. And Wrexham had a promising early moment. A corner from Davis from the right-hand side, swung into the near post. Hyde got up well inside the six-yard box and planted a firm header on it, but his defender was too close, got tight to him and deflected the header over the bar for another corner. And then the pattern was sort of set for most of the second half because for the 20 minutes, next 20 minutes, Wrexham weren't able to mount pressure, really. Weren't able to to get things going or keep possession that well. 
but Chesterfield didn't create anything at all either and I wonder whether this is the point that James Rowe will really regret in this match not that they didn't score more goals when they were on top and creating chances in the first half but that in the second half they, they seemed to opt to control the game maybe gave us a bit more respect than our performance and the like deserved and they were a little bit conservative their, their substitutions may be a little conservative and yeah the game drifted along looked like they were going to coast to a 1-0 win Wrexham started to make progressive alterations the first one in the 69th minute was to bring Liam McAlinden on for Redmond which dropped Davis a little deeper um, but kept the same shape and it didn't have a huge impact in all honesty five minutes later Danny Rowe who we all know can strike with real power from either dist foot from distance really ripped in a typical 25 yarder the whistle just over the bar and then a couple of minutes later a, a real chance for the game to be put beyond us when Shamanga picked the ball up on the edge of the area wriggled into a bit of space but then having done so well to give himself a, a real opportunity 15 yards out central clear sight of goal hit it straight at Lainton Wrexham responded with 11 minutes left with uh, the decision to throw the kitchen sink at the matter. So Dior Angus came on, Harry Lennon came off, Rex was switching to four at the back. It was essentially a sort of 4-2-1-3 with a back four which contains French and Ozana trying to get at the pitch like wing-backs. The two central midfielders were Jordan Davis and Liam McAlinden, that's kind of attacking. And then Mullen was basically playing behind a front three and Wrexham really went for it didn't really get that much momentum going until the key moment in the 84th minute when we equalised Toza's long throws haven't really brought much about yet this season but in the 84th minute he hurled one in from the left hand side and Chesterfield's defence which had looked very good had a, a bit of a meltdown Mullen allowed to run in and attack the ball at the near post jumped over his marker and planted a powerful header in from six yards out at close range but he did well to get to it a smashing header and Wrexham completely against the odds were level and how that changed the atmosphere the crowd were going crazy Wrexham were really starting to push and Wrexham finished the game as they started it on the front foot this time there wasn't much science or strategy to it it was just that we had committed men forwards there wasn't we couldn't sit on the results of a team like that because we had so many attacking options and so we kept going and probably should have won it ironically the second minute of added time another long throw was slung into the near post touched on took a ricochet off a defender and fell to Aaron Hayden on the edge of the six yard box he leaned back and went for power and the ball smashed against the bar and bounced away to safety uh, real shame that if, because he from that close end didn't really have to blast it I think um, so really frankly we should have won a game that we really ought to have lost so strange emotions coming out of that one um, looking at the performances well Lainton bravo little rash giving away the penalty admittedly but then saved the penalty made that good save from Shamanga low down to his left that was important in fact I'd say that Lington and the back three were probably the for me the standout performers the defence did well under pressure 
Lennon with that his pace to make that saving tackle. Toza was often isolated with Shamanga. And just as I've said previously about him, he's either able with the quality and strength to win the ball, or if Shamanga's a fast striker's pace beats him to it, um, he has the ability to hold that player up, not allow them to come inside or beat him and wait for support, or indeed be patient, engage in close so hand-to-hand combats and win the ball back off him. And Hayden as well, won a lot, well, he's a force of nature, isn't he? Won a lot of good aggressive challenges and often tried to drive forwards, probably in frustration at the midfield, weren't able to take the game forwards. When he does that, he tends to be impressive, but then maybe chooses to go a bit too long. So not much came of them, but it showed good intent. The wing-backs, I was impressed by record, who battled really hard and in the end paid the price and got hurt. I hope it's not too serious. He showed a lot of heart and a lot of spirit. On the right-hand side, Ozanna had a good debut. When Wrexham were on top of the game, he really caused problems. He was tearing forwards with pace. And the switch to the left-hand side suited him quite well too. He was just able to come inside instead rather than go around the outside. And defensively, he looked perfectly sound. Uh, he didn't get exploited. The sub at half-time, of course, was Tyler French, and French also did well, both going forwards and seemed fairly untroubled defensively. So the trio of them had decent games. Midfield, they didn't have such a happy time of it. Jordan Davis, as I said, had a terrific start. Um, he really was wearing his heart on his sleeve. I tell you what, he was, it was the classic hometown player performance. He was hurling himself into everything with such gusto. Maybe even possibly trying a little too hard because it was a very black and white performance he had some moments of real quality and then some moments where he gave the ball away a bit sloppily and made mistakes I think it was because he wanted it so much yeah, you've got to love him for it Yeah, but he didn't have the impact on the game that, that he would have liked to certainly um, Devontae Redmond is not really suited to that deeper playmaking position he did well in it at Aldershot but I think, to be honest, a lot of that was down to the fact that Aldershot were poor and weren't able to put him under pressure, and he had time to pick his passes. Um, Chesterfield were the opposite, especially in the first half, and, of course, most of Redmond's performance was in the first half. And, yeah, the, the fact that he, he, has a, he, he isn't a physical player, that's not a criticism, that's just a fact. And in that position, his lack of physicality meant he, he lost the ball sometimes in dangerous areas. But, um, yeah, that's, I don't think that's his position at all, to be honest. Um, so I wouldn't want to draw conclusions from that game alone. And then James Jones, who I've, I've always said I think is quality and I like a lot, but that, this was his least effective game, I think, for us. He, he struggled to, to really bring the ball forwards like he normally does. He found himself too deep and, yeah, had a, had a pretty quiet one. Up front, what I've said already, I admire their efforts. Mullen got the goal in the end, and fair play to the bloke. Five goals and nine starts now. That's quite something. They need better service, though, than what they were receiving in this game. A little mention for Dior Angus, by the way, who his pace just freshened things up a bit in the latter stages. He just went racing after things and just put a little bit of nervousness in Chesterfield's defence, so that was good. Now the match, I think, would have to be one of the three centre-backs. Um, in the commentary... Uh, Neil Williams, James Harrison and I went for um, Aaron Hayden I think that's perfectly legit in, in a personal context I think that Toza might have just pipped him but I think it would be down to those two to be frank, they're the obvious choices and uh, yeah we survived it but with the last Saturday's game not 
counting and next Saturday there being no game we're going to be quite low down the table by the time we get back to football league to league action in two and a half weeks we've got a much more attractive looking run of fixtures so we need to capitalise upon that quick word by the way thank you Dan for I admired this beautiful t-shirt please Arvon no more dunes uh, <laughs> I admired it at our last match and then all of a sudden he turned up and hurled it in my direction. Thank you very much. Another beauty to add to my collection. Um, so thank you very much for that. Right, well, we'll be uh, we'll have no football to report until we play Marine now in the FA Cup. So look after yourselves. Um, keep looking for content anyway. Subscribe, comment, like. Come on, people. Let's, uh, let's do this. And Dragonheart will be out, of course, on Friday. And so with that, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham. AFC. This is the final whistle podcast for the Rexham AFC media team.